Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Encouragement for a Podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about the strength to endure. And this message will be delivered by me. When you face hardship and discouragement, it's easy to lose sight of the big picture. But you're not alone. You can get help. Many others have already made it through the stage of life you're in and during far more difficult circumstances than you have. Suffering provides the training ground for Christian maturity. It develops our patience, makes us realize our need for Christ, strengthens our resolve, encourages humility, and ensures our final victory. From my study notes in my Bible. But before we get started with this episode, let's start out with the word of prayer. Father in heaven, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for each and everything you have done and continue to do in each and every one of our lives. Father God, you make all things great. You make all things possible and you make all things wonderful. Father God, we just love you with every fiber that's within our being. We thank you, Father God, for this Passion Week. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for all that is coming and all that has already come. Father God, we just thank you for you sending your son, Jesus, to be the sacrifice for us, for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord God. Father God, be with us, Lord, as we hear this message. Father God, use me as your vessel to speak out to those who need to hear how to have the strength to endure a tough season, Lord God. Bless each and every person, Lord, that listens. In your daughter's son, Jesus Christ, wonderful and glorious name I pray. Amen. Now we're going to get started with this message. So first, let me introduce myself a little bit. I don't know if I've ever really introduced myself. If you heard my very first episode, then you hear a little bit more about my story. But once again, I am Jarkeisha McGahee. I go by Rays of Sunshine Jam. And the way that name came about, people say I'm like a ray of sunshine. And then Jam is my initials. So that's why I have the name Rays of Sunshine Jam. Um, I am an Alabama native. I have a wonderful husband will be married almost five years in June. And then I also have a three-year-old little girl and I have two bonus daughters, which I love dearly. I love to encourage and inspire individuals. I know we've all been through a season. I know we all have something that we need to share so that somebody else has the ability to know like you can endure any and everything and God will bring you through it no matter how tough the season is. So this podcast is called Encouragement For It for that very reason, because we've all been encouraged some way. Somebody's encouraged us. Somebody has said something to us to inspire us and tell your story so that somebody else can say, I'm not alone. Somebody else has went through it and God brought them through it. So today I'm going to tell you another one of my testimonies. I gave a little bit of hint about it. And after I gave my first video or first episode, I should say, I forgot to mention the details of what happened in 2015 and how God had to give me the strength to endure. So in January of 2015, I had to have, well, I had what they call a pollinator cyst, or some people say a boil at that time. All I know is that on my rear end, I had right by my tailbone and I had like a a lesion, I guess if they were a cyst or something, it was fluid field cyst, that's what it was. And so I went to get it checked out. And when I went to see the surgeon, the surgeon recommended, I was recommended by a surgeon from one of my doctors because they didn't want to do it. 
And so I went to see the surgeon and he gave me one of two options. He said, you can either, you can either have the, the surgeon said you could either have this, either have it lanced in office right there, or I could have it surgically removed. Me, me and Louie and a little scared. I'm like, no, 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 I'll, I'll just have the surgery. <laughs> I did not want to sit, be lanced on an office and have somebody inject me with the lidocaine. I imagine, like I said, this is on my butt. This is not like, and it's not like, okay, on a butt cheek part. It's like in the day, it's in the middle right at your tailbone. So I went through that process. I got it. Um, I had that done. I got it packed, well, um, sutured and well packed at that time and I had to keep it clean and so that only left me out of work for a little while well I know you're probably like well that's what that had to do with enduring and strength and all like that but it's coming trust me it's coming so next after that uh, about it went away it healed and then within about uh, a month by the end of February it came back so I had to call to go meet with the surgeon. Well, this time I didn't, I wanted to be like, can I just get a lance this time? Can I get a lance? Cause I didn't want to go through what I had to go through before for surgery. Because one, when I went through surgery that first time, that lady stuck me six times before I could, they could get the IV in. And I boohooed, I cried because it hurt. I mean, imagine messed up with a needle six times and that's not a little needle until finally she got somebody else to do it. And plus I was a little dehydrated. So that was partly my fault also. But I went back and saw him and he was like, no, we can't just lance it this time. We have to go in and remove it. So this time he went in more aggressive and he told my mom that he went in more aggressive. And when y'all, he went in aggressive, he really went in aggressively. I had no clue about anything and how bad it was. All I know is I went in, I came up from anesthesia and I was like, okay. And it was like, they had done it. It wasn't until... I was there and they had sutured it. I had sutures back there. They told him I had sutures and he said he went all the way down to the bone to get it out this time to make sure that it doesn't come back. He had to find the track. Well, anyways, um, I came from anesthesia. I had stitches and whatnot. And then, so I had to take good care of. I went home. Well, um, I was, well, before I went home, I was in the hospital and it got ready to change it. And it even hurt like severely. And when I was there that night or during that day afterwards to get the dressing change and get it clean, like it burned. It was so painful. It like brought me to tears. Well, anyways, I went home and about a, I guess say a week or two, we were going in and out. I sat down and when I sat down, it felt like something popped me in my back. And I was like, mom, did you hit me with something or something like that? All I heard was something go pop, pop, pop. Can y'all guess what that pop, pop, pop was? That was the sutures. They were popping from where they had popped from or bust or however you want to say it from where everything was sewn together. Well, we proceeded to go into the office for my checkup. And it, yes, sure enough, the sutures were there. My mom's let me know it's probably gonna hurt if they had to take them out because they had all snapped. Well, then my mom got to see the reality of how aggressive the surgeon went in to do my surgery and I was laying there on the table did not know anything about what it looked like back there no nothing like that all I heard was my mom would go <gasps> like that and I was like what what and she was like oh nothing 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 
So then they proceed to clean it. All I can tell y'all is everybody in that waiting room, they heard me scream. I screamed so loud. It was so painful. And so because I was in so much pain just to get that dressing changed, I had to be readmitted to the hospital. And I was in the hospital for weeks. And um, I still, like I said, never knew what it looked like back there. Did not have any knowledge of it. My mom later told me all she could be is like, he butchered my child. Like, why did he do this to my child? And um, so I'm in the hospital and it got time to get, you know, my dressing change. Well, that first dressing change, Let's just say I was a good ways down the hallway, probably like maybe the fourth room from the end of the hallway. And, you know, most time in a hospital, the elevator is like somewhere in that middle of that hall. Let's just say one of my, um, I call him, my, he's my work brother. He's still my brother, even though I don't work at the hospital anymore. But let's just say he came for lying from the elevators because he heard me scream. That's how loud I screamed then when they tried to do it. So during this time, the only thing that could get me through my dressing change was one God. And the other thing was the reason I say God, but the other thing is what they had to do in order for me to get a dressing change, they had to give me morphine and a lower tab. So I had to take a lower tab first, wait a little while, and then I could get morphine just to get a dressing change. Like I said, he went in very aggressively. You cannot, you know, see. I didn't know what was going on. Like, so a lot of people, when I say God got me through my dressing change, I just start praying because one, I was like, I can't, and this hurts. I can't endure this pain, you know? And I just prayed every time before I got that dressing change. And I said, God, whatever pain that I have to endure, to get through this dressing change, I'm help me to get through it. Give me the strength to endure the pain that may come from this dressing change. And he was there with me the whole time. It got better and better and it wasn't so bad. Yes, I know I was pumped up with some strong pain killers, but God got me through that. That was one of the things that helped me to keep pushing. And I guess y'all to hear this, you're like still not understanding. My mom told me later, it looked like I had given birth out of my behind. That's how bad that was. Like, literally, you could see my tailbone. She took pictures of it. I didn't see it at that time because, one, I felt like it would have freaked me out. And the one time I tried to start Googling what it could have looked like, and I started feeling some kind of way. And, and actually, that's really what it did look like. But I stopped looking because I knew it was going to make me feel anxious and nervous. And even people were amazed to see how I was sitting down, how I was sitting up. They couldn't believe it. They were like, how are you sitting up? How is she sitting? Even the nurses were so amazed. Even they brought a nursing student in and asked, can she come see? And I'm like, sure, because I don't know what's going on back there. I don't know what it looked like. You know, and so they, um, you know, got my dressing changed. And then finally, they weaned me off of the morphine so that I could go home. And this was about April because I had a surgery at like the beginning of March. And so I got home, went home, I think it was April 13th. I got home and they were sending me home with a wound bag. That was a whole process in itself. 
to get that done. And Wombat basically is where they still, instead of them trying to keep changing it all the time, a Wombat is a machine they put on that basically suctions to your body that helps pull off all the fluid and drainage and pus and all that stuff. And it goes into a container. So they had, I finally ended up getting that done. And um, I had to get home health during that time. And ba also backstory when my mom, backwards, I mean, I should say, when, my mom, when I was in the hospital, my mom did take a picture of what it looked like. And she told me when I'm ready to see it, she would show it to me. But anyways, I got home and it was like a lot of different stress going on at that time too in my life with the person I was engaged to at the time and he and my mom were kind of clashing. And so it was kind of like hard on me. And normally with me, when I'm feeling down and out or I'm stressed, it was always easy to go in my room, close the door and cry. Nobody would know. Well, during this time, I couldn't do that. My mom was there helping me. They had to help me. You know, you couldn't take a, I couldn't take a shower for weeks. I could only do a wash up and, you know, and dealing with that machine. And it, then they had to change out machine because it, it was a newer company that they normally don't use and with the machine and it had a whole different odor. And y'all, I mean, it was a lot. And um, just having to be extra, extra clean because when I was scared, I didn't want to get it reinfected or anything like that. Well, God sent in an angel, my home health nurse, and with the home health nurse coming, my mom was more, she was felt better about leaving me alone because I had to be out of work, I think, for six weeks. And so, yes, um, at that time, the guy I was engaged to, we were living together. He had his room and I had my room and he helped out some. But anyways, my mom was there for the bulk of it. She was really helping me out. And so my home health nurse, she comes in and she's changing it. And we would just talk while she's changing my dress. And my mom was there talking. My mom would tell her about this thing, some situation that had happened while I was in, in the hospital, going back, whichever it was. And and um, so it was bringing more friction between um, the person I was engaged to at the time and the house. And I just remember that one moment I wanted to just go cry. And I couldn't cry because one, everybody's there watching me. And um, my mom said, you look like you want to cry. And I said, I do. And at that time, I said, the only time I'm happy is at work. But also it was partly because of all the stress that was going on at that time. And I couldn't let it out. One of the best advice I was given during that time was through my mentor. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't do nothing. I can't really go nowhere and no, nothing like that. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything for myself, really, except for go to the bathroom and feed myself, of course. But I, he said, reach, reach, reach out to God, basically, like to grow closer to God. So during that time, I was doing my devotions. I was reading more and whatnot. And my nurse, home health nurse, whenever she came in each week, she had to um, measure how well my incision was healing whenever she took the um, wound back off and she was like it only did like an inch not even an inch like a half inch or quarter inch something like that and then she was like it it, it, it went to where it was just slowly healing and, and the wound back supposed to help the healing be shorter time well she gave me some advice she was like she enjoyed talking to my mom. She's like, I love your mama. She's like, I love you like you're my own child. She was like, but you're going to have to let some of this stress go. You're going to have to let this go as far as like the stress that was going on in the situation. 
And I can tell y'all one thing. I took her advice. And when I took her advice, my healing took off. So that's what it goes by the strength to endure. The strength to endure goes to, I went through that process, not knowing what anything looked like, not knowing what was going on behind me. Everybody's looking at me and wondering. And the pain I had to go through for me, one, to get closer to God and two, to let go of things that I could not control. Yes, I had to live in that household. And yes, it was going to be a stressful situation even after my mom left. And, you know, even though it was part with the, just the friction between the two of them. But it was one of those things like, Lord, like they said, when you let go and you allow God to just step in and you let go of the things that you can't hold, things will take off. My healing took off. Like she was like so amazed to see like after that, it went from she measured, oh, it's about an inch. Oh, it's about one inch. And then it would go and it would just increase. And then it got to the point where I didn't have to have, I went back to work with that wound vet. Now, mind you, I told you that wound vet had a little older to it. So I had to go through that part of it, walking around, talking to people. I even put it in a bag because it did have an odor. And they almost wanted to send me back home because it smelled so bad. Um, and then I had to go back to work and use a public restroom. People always worried about that because of the fact that, you know, anybody knows public restrooms not always the best. And a lot of us, we share um, three different stalls. And so trying to be careful with that, trying not to get no infection, don't want nothing infected. But all this story goes to show and say is like, you can endure anything. You can get through it. And yes, it's hard. And yes, you can't see the outcome. And yes, it's hard to be in that position where you can't hide what you're feeling. But you always have God there no matter what you're going through. God will get you through it. He will give you the strength to endure. He will heal you of whatever that you are going through. Another story about this process. So I told y'all earlier, my mom took a picture of what it looked like, but I remember I told you I never saw it in there. So I finally got to that day when I was like, okay, mom, I want to see it. Well, I saw that picture and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that it was that deep and I could actually see my bone, my tailbone. I could see that far down. And I was like, wow. I was so amazed and me being a science geek is like, oh goodness, like cool. In a sense, like cool, but not cool because I was going through that, but it was just like, okay. So then it came to a time where we were getting a new phone. I don't know if it was my mom getting a new phone. I was getting a new phone. I think I, I think she was getting a new phone and I was trying to transfer those pictures to my phone. So to make sure that I had them, I tried to, you know, send them before they switch everything over to the new phone. And so I went back later to try to find those pictures because sometimes I would just like to go look at them and dwell on them. Well, after that happened with her getting her new phone, I went back to look for those pictures, y'all. Guess what? They were gone. They were gone. And I was so hurt. I'm like, oh, I lost my pictures. I wanted to be able to look at it and see it and do it. And so I remember telling that to my now husband. This is a different person from the earlier in the story. But I remember telling him about it. I was like, I lost my pictures. And I think we were just friends at that time. And he was like, because God did not want you to, to dwell on that moment. You went through that. He didn't want you to keep going back to that moment during that time and that season. He didn't want you to dwell on it. So that's why the pictures went away, y'all. And I still ain't found the pictures. They never came back. 
all I have with me is the scar that's back there. <laughs> oh, and you know, oh, in that area, but it just goes to say, like, God doesn't want us to hold on to some of the things that are our past, and I'm even guilty of it. I hold on some of the things and the pain, but he wants you to remember, yes, what you went through, but not to hold on to it. He wants you to remember the strength that he gave you to go through that process, that strength to say that, okay, Lord, you got me through this. You'll get me through the next event that comes on or whatever other trial or tribulation that you go through. He's going to get you through it. Trust me, I'm a living testament that that is so true. No matter what you go through, there's a lot of different things we've all gone through, things I've gone through, but I do know God will bring me through it, even when it seems like it's so dark and you're all alone and nobody's there with you and, you know, God will be there. He will be there. He got me through that. And I know this all might not be a big deal and it may be like, okay, but to me, yes, it was. That was a big deal going through that season and the pain that I had to endure during that time. So it's kind of one of those things when you think about the physical pain, you have to experience, but also the spiritual breakthrough that comes with it is it's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful thing. And so I was sitting here and I was like, Lord, I don't really know what word or what thing to leave so much with people and so even before I sat here and I got my Bible and I, of course I did something so people do I looked in the back for what endurance is I know like they say to give you the strength to run your waist but the thing that stuck out to me when I looked at found scriptures and found the one that kind of goes with everything was Hebrews the 12th chapter and it was the third verse that stuck out more to me and the part that stuck out the most for me during this verse, it says, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The part that stuck out the most to me was you will not grow weary and lose heart. And that's one of the things you won't grow weary and lose heart. You will not grow weary because God will bring you through it. God will give you everything that you need, all that your heart desires. Yes, he will provide some of your wants, but he's going to always do what's best for you and give you the strength to endure anything that you go through. So if you don't take anything else from this message, just remember that you have the strength to endure, that God will help you. God will bring you through it and that you are blessed and you are highly favored and that he loves you more than you could ever love yourself. And also, I just want to say, be blessed. Bless this message to all who receive it share this message with somebody who may need to hear about the strength to endure I mean I know some people have had surgery and you can raise your hand like you know yeah I had it and I know pain of recovery but you know share this message with somebody who may need to hear it um and I thank you all for tuning in once again to hear a story from me Raisa Sushadjeo the host of this podcast encouragement for it and also feel free to like Feel free to share, feel free to comment, depending on what platform you're on. Also, you can be able to follow my website. Um, it's www.raiseofsunshinejam.com. You could go on there and see some of my blog posts. You can see the shop and purchase merchandise. There's a many different things that are going to come with this podcast. But if y'all also want to follow me, everything is on Raise the Sunshine Jam on Facebook, on Instagram. And reach out to me if you need a prayer request, you just need somebody to listen. I'm here for you. And I'm just thankful that God has given me this opportunity to speak to you all. My, my, what I plan to do is every first of each month, you all will hear a message from me. 
or any other time you may sometimes hear a message from me, but definitely for the first of each month, you all will hear from me. So I have some word for you, some topic, some story. It just depends on what God has placed on my heart because God has given me many different titles. I just have to put the words to it. So I just thank you all for tuning in. Feel free to reach out. I love you. God bless. And remember to always have encouragement for it.